Welcome to Raising Champions with Reverend Esima Tebula. We hope you will be inspired by these messages and you will become a champion in your sphere of influence. Incomparable church, incomparable church. When we speak of incomparable church, we are talking about church beyond compare. Church beyond compare, church without match, a church without equal in quality, a unique church, and not just that, but we are talking about a church in a class of its own. I love that. You take the same definition and you put it into a church, but the last one is that a church in a class of its own. But listen to me, Basalwani. Incomparable church, it is not a building, but his people. When we speak of the church, please don't be mistaken here. We are not talking about the building, but we are talking about you. Look at the person next to you and say, you are the church not the building. And then if you are the church, you need to know that you are in a class of your own. And then the book of First Peter defines who is the church. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9 to verse 10, it says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That is the church of Jesus. That is you right there. God does not say his own special building, but he says his own special people, a holy nation, chosen generation, a royal priesthood. And he goes on, he says, so that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You see, we were called for a reason. We were taken out of darkness for a reason. So that we can proclaim his marvelous light. Are you with me, child of God? We are not coming to the building to boast about what we have, to boast about our clothes. The scripture it is very clear. We were taken out of darkness and for this reason, Basalwane, to proclaim the marvelous light. So wherever we are, as the church of Jesus, when they look at us, we must proclaim the marvelous light. And then verse 10 says, who wants were not a people but are now the people of God who had not obtained mercy but now you have done what? You have obtained mercy. You see that is the thing that makes us incomparable. We've got the grace of God. We've got something that we did not even deserve. We've got something that we did not deserve. I mean the scripture says we are even called the children of God. Not just the people of God, but we are the children of God. You know that there are people of God and the children of God. Am I right, Barcelona? Can I tell you what is the problem of the church, Barcelona? The church does not know what they have. You don't know who is your daddy. That is why even when we go to him, we keep on begging, Baba, please, Baba, Father, God, please. Hey, I am a child of the living God. I know what is there for me. I know what is in the inside of me, and I know my daddy. When I go to my daddy, I don't even beg. He is my father. Am I speaking something here, Barcelona? You see, the problem, there was a confusion. People, they messed up this thing that is called a church. And today, it has even become a joke. I think it was Richard Halverson who said, in the beginning, the church 
was a fellowship or a movement of men and women centered on the living Christ. The church moved to Greece where it became a philosophy. It moved to Rome where it became an institution. Next, it moved to Europe where it became a culture. Next, it moved to America where it became an enterprise or where it became a business. He says these are the people who have messed up the definition of the church. Today, people are so confused. When it came to America, it became a business. Listen to me, my brother. And the church came to Africa. Landed in the hands of an African man. And the church became a circus. In Africa, we feed you snakes. In Africa, we doom you. You understand? And now today, the church has become something. I want to talk to you, as I said, incomparable church. This is what I want to talk about because when God gave birth to this church, it was what we call the prevailing church or the incomparable church. You know the scripture very well. Jesus, one day, he was discussing with his disciples. And he asked them a question, hey, tell me, what are they saying about me out there? I want to find out how do they define me out there? And the disciples started giving answers. They said, some they are saying, you, you are Elijah, you are the prophet, you are Moses, and all these other things. And then Jesus realized that he has some many definitions. And then now he had to take the, the question back home. And he said to them, what do you say I am? Now in the book of Matthew, chapter 16, verse 16, Simon Peter, he's answering that question. And he said, you are the Christ. The son of the living God. That is verse 16. Verse 17 says, Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Peter, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. Which rock, Basalwane? The revelation. For the mere fact that you understand that I'm a son of the living God. He says, because of this revelation, because you know who I am. You know that I am Christ. He says based on that revelation because this was never revealed unto you by flesh and blood but God himself. He says for the mere fact you have that revelation that I am Christ. I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail. I'm talking above the incomparable church. It says, and the gates of Hades will never prevail against it. So the church that we're talking about, it's a prevailing church. And listen what it says in verse 19. And he says, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Remember, Basalwane, I am talking about incomparable church here. This is the church that we are talking about. In a nutshell, it is not just incomparable church 
it is not just a church in a class of its own, but it is a prevailing church. If you are writing down, that point should be your point number one. It is an incomparable church because it's a prevailing church. It is a prevailing church. The other thing that you may need to write it there, it is a prevailing or incomparable church because it's also built on the rock, on the revelation of Jesus. It is not the church that has been built on man's idea. I am not preaching my ideas here. When a minister is ministering wherever you go, ask yourself a question. Is he speaking his own ideas or he's speaking the word of God? Unfortunately, people are flocking in a place where people are speaking their own ideas, not the ideas of God, not the word of God. So based on this revelation, I will build my church. So it's a prevailing church. And listen, not just a prevailing church, but it's a prevailing church in the midst of opposition. Because Jesus says, on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. You are a church that will prevail even against challenges. Remember, the church, it is not a building. Where not the way you have been designed, or even when you are facing oppositions, the way you have been designed is that you should prevail. You progress, even when there's a lot of pressure. But here is something that I want you to grab here, which has blown my mind. In verse 19, which that this takes to my third point, it is the church that owns the keys of the kingdom owns the keys of the kingdom. Listen to what verse 19 says. Verse 19 says, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound where? In heaven. And whatever you lose where? On earth will be loose where? In heaven. Now, is there anybody with a key? Maybe you've got a car keys here or your home keys. Pardon me. Car keys and the home keys. Beautiful. Yeah, I just wanted to show me you're driving a BM, brother. <laughs> Anybody with the car keys? Not, not a car key? Uh, the house key? Wonderful. Borrow me those keys. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. And that is why you're so relaxed this morning, eh? You locked your house and you've got your key. Listen to me, Barcelona. Here is something, and I just prayed because this was a revelation to me. Jesus says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. The keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound where, Barcelona? In heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed where? In heaven. Now, here are a few things that I want you to write down about the key. They are small in size, these ones. But they open big doors. This thing is so small, but it opens a big door. This one, it's so small, but it drives a big car. You don't need a big thing to make big things. He says, it is a key. I'm giving you a key. I don't even have to give you the heavens because you cannot contain the heaven. But I am going to give you the keys of the kingdom. Keys have been designed to open specific doors. 
please respect no one. If the baby is carrying this key and he's going into the right door, that baby will open that door. She or he does not need the strength to kick the door. All that you need, you need the right key to do what, Basalwane? To open the door. Are you with me? So, keys will obey anyone who uses them. It doesn't matter if we are black. It doesn't matter if you are white. It doesn't matter if you are big. It doesn't matter if you are slender. It doesn't matter if you are tall. It doesn't matter if you are short. It doesn't matter if you are a Shangani boy. It doesn't matter if you are a Zulu boy. Keys are keys. Umay you can open that door. And Jesus says, listen to me, church. I am handing over the keys unto you. You've got the key of the kingdom of heaven. The problem is that we don't know. We're moving around. We've got the key. We're busy begging people, will you please open the door for me? Would you please open the door for me? And Jesus says, listen, I have given you the keys. You've got the keys. These are the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Now your role as the child of God is to do the reading and check what is in the kingdom of heaven. Because if you have the keys of the kingdom of heaven, everything that you need, it's in the kingdom of heaven. If you need health, it's in the kingdom of heaven. If you need success. It's in the kingdom of heaven. The Bible says whatever you lose right here on earth, it shall be done in heaven because where now you've got the legal key. That is the unique thing about the church. You've got a key. You know this revelation, Barcelona? Sure, just brought peace in my life. Just brought freedom in my life. Oh, do you need health? Take the key. Open the door. By his stripes, you are healed. You open. Healing is in the kingdom. All that you need to do, you open. And we're talking about the, the keys of faith here. You've got the key. So Jesus says, that is why this church is called the incomparable church. Because you are holding the key. Can you think of a person who is driving a big truck? This man may not have teeth, man. He may not even be educated. But if he has keys, hallelujah. I mean, I'm talking about that big machine. I'm talking about that 18 ton. Now you remember 18 wheel trucks. And then he, he, he will just come in with a key. Hallelujah. He will just come in. I did not take the shower. It's not about the shower. It is not about the background. It is not about how I smell. It is not about how I look. But if I've got the key, listen to me, truck, I can just put the key. I can just run this thing. I can just access this thing. The problem is that most of the time, why we can't access our thing, we look at ourselves. We say, I'm not educated. I am not good enough. I'm a divorcee. Listen to me. The kingdom of heaven has nothing to do with that. If you have the key, listen to me. You've got it all. It is yours. Just exercise what the Lord gave unto you. 
Am I helping somebody? Even if there is somebody with the same, similar key, they'll never open your car. Is this a good stuff, Barcelona? So what I've discovered, so number one, I said, it is a church that is built on the rock. Am I right? And it is a prevailing church in the midst of opposition. And number three, this church owns the keys of the kingdom. Okay? And then number four, this church possesses God's grace. This church possesses God's grace. Go back and read 2 Corinthians and in chapter 8 because I want you to see it is revealed in the church of Macedonia. Let me take some few verses there. Look at verse 1 of chapter 8. It says, And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God, underline the word, the grace there. The grace that God has given to the Macedonian churches. Listen what it says in verse 2. It says, In the midst of every severe trial, they are overflowing joy. He says, These guys, in the midst of very severe trials, they overflow with joy. And in their extreme poverty, look at this church, welled up in rich generosity. These guys, in their extreme poverty, but they flourished in generosity. I'm talking about this prevailing church, this, in, this incomparable church. Verse 3 says, For I testify that they gave as much as they were able, and even beyond their ability, entirely on their own. Verse 4 says, They urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people. Listen to what verse 5 says. It says, and they exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves first of all to the Lord and then by the will of God also to us. Can I recap what I said to you before? I said, this church is built where? On the rock. This church does what prevails in the midst of what? Opposition. Number three owns the keys of the kingdom. And then number four, Bamba, possesses God's grace. In the midst of bad economy, the Bible says these guys, they possess the grace. This is what Paul is saying. He says, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. Take it for ourselves, Bazalwan. If this was happening to the Macedonian churches, we are the church of Jesus. These guys, they had a special grace. In the midst of poverty, in the midst of challenges, sufferings, the economy was not that good. But listen to me. They had a special grace. Am I speaking to somebody? The thing that makes us unique, it is the favor. Even when the economy it is not that good. You see, we don't calculate like other people. When other people are calculating according to the strength of the land. Listen to me. There's a favor 
which I call it uncommon favor during this season. And the church of Macedonia had that uncommon favor. Can I declare that favor? That even these trying times, even these difficult times, I want to declare that uncommon favor is coming your way. You will be favored in the city. You will be favored out of the community. And I call this uncommon favor. Common favor is what can be done to everybody. Everybody can experience what you are experiencing. But uncommon favor, it is a different favor. People will even ask you, Ganjani. Ganjani, because I am qualified more than you. But why do you have what I don't have? Let me tell you, the favor is not fair. Before you could preach that, I don't know if you remember, we're celebrating 10 years of ministry in this church. I invited this pastor and it was like a sermon and a complaint at the same time. Yeah, he was my guest, but he was complaining and then preaching the sermon. He said, I'm preaching this pastor, Matilda, but I'm complaining at the same time because I look at what you have and I look at what I have. I look at what I've acquired, the education that I have, you know, and I look at the education that you have. He says, I still don't understand why you've got what you have and then I don't have what you have. You understand? I said, I don't know, but he also came to the conclusion. He says, it's an uncommon favor. You cannot define uncommon favor. Here you are. You went into the very same school. You grew up in the very same township. I mean, you've got the best education and here is somebody does not even have the same best education that you have. But the guy, he's just having a common favor and then he's overflowing left, right and center. You cannot explain that. You cannot even buy that over the counter. Are you with me? It's uncommon favor. And that is the favor that I'm talking about. That is the favor that I want to release over your life. I have seen that in my life. Wherever I go, I mean, it was amazing. It is just uncommon favor. Uncommon favor. We went into this restaurant, you know, with some of the family members while we're doing the preparations. And then after being exhausted, and here we are, I'm saying, you know, I'm craving for Nando's. See, see, Nando's. We are figure, man. Mfundis, man, table. Mfundis. Mfundis. I am, man, yo. Man, yo, man. You know what she does? Uncommon favor for someone. She says to me, I don't account here at the bank. I don't account here at the bank, man. What will I do? Oh my God. Right there, in front of family members, she begins to take I'm a hundred grand on the table. Psalms 23 was demonstrated. On the table, she started counting, and very loud, everybody was watching. And one, two, three, four, five. She started counting. She says, She just blessed me there, and everybody was looking. Mfundis, what happened? I said, It's an uncommon favor. Uncommon favor. And listen to me. That is what I declare. 
over your life even this morning. That may the good God give you uncommon favor. Uncommon favor over your life. Do you receive it? Come and give God a big hand of praise. Incompatible church. That's uncommon faith. Now here is something, number five, about this church was generous in severe trials. When there was a bad economy, it was succeeding and it continued to do what? To be generous. Verse 2 of chapter 8, it says, in the midst of very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in generosity. Incomparable church, Bazalwane. They don't withhold <laughs> during trials. They don't become stingy. As a matter of fact, we can learn from Zimbabwe. Can you imagine the churches that were existing in Zimbabwe for the past 37 years, Ruliaga Robert Mugabe? Things were bad. But I have visited Zimbabwe. Things were bad outside. But when you go to the churches of Zimbabwe, you'll be amazed that the people in the church were totally different. They were overflowing with joy in the midst of poverty and all that. And they were even giving and God preserved them. In a nutshell, what I am saying, I am declaring at the same time that if the Macedonian church was generous in severe trials and they continue to experience overflowing joy. Listen, the scripture does not say just joy. How do you experience an overflowing joy while you are in the midst of trials and poverty? Ask an African man will tell you how to act when they're in poverty. We're very good at that. You see them, good traffic light. You know, it's like they're skilled, these guys. They'll make you feel bad. And even the church, people in the house of the Lord, they know how to pull the face. They know how to do this thing, you know, so that people can see that you are suffering. And we are very quick, even at announcing, how are you? Hey, Shibile, I'm suffering. Hey, Ndala. Hey, Siabuya. It ran, it's so bad. You know, economy is so bad. I refuse to talk like the world. I know that the rent is not doing well, but I refuse to be a part of that because if God has prospered, the church in Macedonia that even when there was a severe trial but they overflow with joy even when there was poverty these guys they experienced the joy and they continue to be generous I want to be a part of that I want to be a part of that I'm not going to share in what is happening but I choose to overflow with joy because when you look at the definition of joy, joy, it is totally different compared to happiness. Because happiness depends on circumstances. If I've got money, I will smile. You know those type of people? You know that it's a month end today. You know, you know that it's a month end. Because they've got this smile that goes up to here. Month end when they've got money. And you know that it's a month end by disappearing at church month end. You know it. And you know that things are tough when they come to the prayer meetings. But you see, joy doesn't operate like that. Joy doesn't operate like that. Listen. 
listen to me, church of Jesus. The way we have been designed, you know, we continue to be generous to the house of the Lord. We continue to be generous to the people even if things are not good, even if finances are not good, even if economy does not make sense. But we continue to do what, Basalwane? To be joyous. Come on, give God praise right there. It is the plans of the evil one. The devil wants you to withhold when you are facing trials. Let me tell you, we, we're feeling it as well in this church. People are going through challenges and you know what they do? They begin to withdraw from the church. We'll rather pay those other things and, and, and withdraw from the church. You know what I'm talking about. And I'm just giving you your word. Don't do it. Overflow with joy. Overflow with joy. And even if we have to be practical, Bazaran, during this time, because I need to prepare you, even this time, even if really things are tough, don't just be extreme and just begin to utter things that are not true. And says, Yo, Pilaranjan, what are you saying to yourself? You know where you are coming from. You know what we have survived. I can even give you some few tips even right now. The situation is so tough. You're able to eat your pap with cabbage, Baba. You're able to eat it with your cabbage. Put some, put some curry. Put some bones there. My goodness me. Are you with me? Life goes on. Don't magnify the devil and say it's heavy. It's heavy. Let me eat the little with joy. Eat the little with smile. Eat what God has given unto you. Don't magnify. Don't magnify the works of the devil. I with me, child of God. God is good, man. All the time. We hope you have been blessed by this message. Till next time, be the change you want the world to be.